When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, everybody, welcome to the latest episode of All Too Real 2. My name is Michael E. Cullen II, and with me, as always, is... Is Sesame... Um, this is the second time I've heard someone use the term Uncle Clarence in the past two days in Carta. Yes. <laughs> Which is pretty bizarre, actually. Yeah, um, it, so... Anyways, um, folks, if, if you want to watch the episode that we're talking about, please email me, mike at cullenpark.com. I'll send it to you. Um, if you can't find it. Um, which is... We probably can, but... Um, yeah, but I mean, sometimes yeah, people have... You you know, want, if you want the link or whatever. Or if sometimes people are just too busy to look it up themselves. Um, yeah. So... <laughs> In other yeah. words, lazy. No, I'm joking, folks. You're not lazy. No, not. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, today on the show, we are covering the 1994 pilot for the television show 704 Hauser, which um, was a spinoff in location of... Of um, all in the family and Archie Bunker's place, so because oh. the location seven hundred four Hauser was Archie's old house. So, oh, okay. Yeah, that's why in the show Joey Stivic visits, and that's uh, Gloria and Mike's kid. So. Oh, see, I didn't, I didn't know all that. I just yeah, just watched it. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I just watched. Yeah, I didn't know that there was like a history behind all that. Yeah. Cool. I remember when this came out, uh, weirdly, I was in high school, and I remember watching this when it originally aired, so. That's pretty cool, yeah. Yeah. So, um, the concept of the show is kind of a little bit of a reversal of All in the Family, where you have a liberal dad and a conservative son, as opposed to the other way, with the, the um, conservative dad and liberal daughter and son-in-law yeah kind of had a family ties thing to it seemed felt like a little bit as well hmm. you know like 
conservative son, you know, type thing. Oh yeah, like like definitely this was, you know, a little bit after uh Family Ties probably mm-hmm. went off the air just about the time it did. Um okay. and I'm sure that influenced it. Also, um the character the main family are African American as opposed to uh white. Um, so you got that going. <laughs> so um <laughs> the the uh it was kind of like a response to at that point, um, Norman Lear, who created the show, who also created All in the Family, <clears throat> among of um, among millions of other shows he produced on television in history. He's probably the most prolific sitcom producer in the history of television. Oh yeah. Um, and he's still alive and doing it at ninety nine or a hundred years old. Oh jeez. Yeah. He does it with a, actually, he does a lot of the stuff with a guy from Toledo that I can't remember the name of right now, but I'll look it up before the end of the episode. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> the, um, he, he basically decided to create this show, um, I'm sharing this little bit of trivia, even though I normally share trivia at the end, but there's not much trivia here. Um, basically, they had the set from All in the Family and Archie Bunker's place in storage. And, uh, they wanted to make use out of it, you know? Mm-hmm. So they created the show, but he also was influenced by the fact that talk radio at that time was getting big with like Rush Limbaugh and the like, um, conservative talk radio that is. And to kind of uh, comment on that, along with the uh, younger African Americans who were leaning more conservative at the point, not all of them were, but you know, there were some out there that were pretty outspoken. So yeah. he wanted to try to, talk about that in society and try to address it the show obviously didn't it only lasted six episodes so it it didn't have the uh staying power at the time it was just kind of not really the right time to do a show like this Hmm. it was a little bit of ahead of its time i think where it was like people just weren't ready for that Plus, it was kind of a rehash of All in the Family, but just, you know, roles reversed and stuff. And so people were like, well, you know, if I want to watch that, I'll just watch some reruns of All in the Family, you know? So, yeah. yeah. Hmm. But, yeah, that's that's I'd the like, that's the like memory it. I have of the time of why it didn't last. So. Yeah. So, anyways, what were your initial thoughts here on this? <clears throat> I mean, I liked it. I thought it was really funny. Um you know, I, I had, um, you know, the, the timing was pretty good, you know, like with the jokes and, uh, uh, you know, good banter, um, you know, it didn't really feel forced. Like some of the shows we watched, it was kind of yeah, had a natural. I mean, some of the jokes, they fell flat here and there, mm-hmm. but overall, you know, I, I think it was like the pace. And then again, you said it's the guy who's been making TV shows forever. So, well, yeah. And, and he, he directed he probably, this episode too. So, so he probably knows what works and what doesn't, you know, as far as like timing and all, all that kind of, Sorry if there's stuff in the background. Or oh, no, that's fine. And I, I've already told him that recording. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I can't hear anything and hopefully the folks don't. So, we're good. okay, cool. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, since he's done like a million shows, he probably just knows what works and what doesn't as far as like pacing is concerned and timing. Because, you know, this episode was 23 minutes long and, you know, I didn't feel like I was like dragging to watch it. Whereas no. 
some shows we watch are like 19 minutes long. I'm like, just can't wait for it to end, you know? Yeah. Thing. <laughs> so, you know, I think it, I thought it was pretty cool. Plus, you know, it's got the dude from, um, uh, what was the show? Um, really famous. Good Time? Was it Good Yeah, times? Good Times. Another Norman, yeah, yeah. Another Norman Lear produced show. So, yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, I love that. And plus, he was in Coming to America. He was a great net. Yeah, this was like, I mean, not right after, but within 10 years after that. So it was kind yeah, of yeah, well, yeah, it was John good. Amos. Um, who, yeah, there we go, you know, John Amos. Yeah. yeah, so he was in it. Um, you know, um, the woman from um, uh, News Radio was in it. Yeah, her attorney. Name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, L- luckily, yeah. luckily, though, the show did get canceled because then she got News Radio. So true. Yeah, and then she was in like Liar Liar, I think, which was you know, she was, those, like, and she was on ER for years too. After that. So, oh, okay. Yeah. So, so yeah, you know, yeah. she's a really good actor. I like her a lot too. So, um, you know, I was a little bit kind of somewhat triggered just by like the whole conservative like thing because it's just like Mm -hmm. i know it's not my place to say something but like at the same time it's like i do feel like an outside perspective is good like sometimes insider perspective is good sometimes outsider yeah perspective is good so i know that's not my place to say anything in some sense of the word but other sense of the word i can sort of see on the outside i think anyone I think anyone is of a minority who's a conservative is just delusional. That's just my opinion. Like, no matter how smart they are, like, they could be book smart. They could have straight A's. That's fine. But, like, it's just far as, like, seeing reality as it is, I don't, I just don't think anyone who, like, has, like, common sense could actually be a conservative in this world and be a minority. Especially, (laughs) especially today. Even more yeah. so than in 1994. Yeah, maybe 94 was a little bit more of a of a like a gray area, maybe. But I don't even then, maybe not. But uh, so like when I was watching, I'm just like, this guy has no idea. Like mm-hmm. he's totally barking up the wrong tree here. <laughs> like, yeah, and that's the uh, <laughs> the son is played by T. E. Russell. Um, the mm-hmm. son, uh, who's named is uh, um, Thurgood Marshall, aka Goody Cumberbatch. Yeah. They, I was going to make a joke about Cumberbatch, too. Like, oh, it's Doctor Strange in this movie. No. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I think this is one of the multiverses. Um, yeah, yeah. In, this in, multiverse. in, in this multiverse, uh, Doctor Strange is played by John Amos. Um, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. He is Doctor Strange. He's Sorcerer Supreme yes. <laughs> in, this, uh, this, in this universe. And that's why he's so mad at his son. He's like, I taught you everything you, you know. <laughs> and that you've, you've used your power to do evil with yes. the... Uh, Anyway, sorry. So, mean to go off. So, anyways, I I liked the show. I I remember liking it when it came out, too, because, but then again, I was a big fan of All in the Family. So, it was kind of a, Mm. kind of a revert back there. Plus, at the time, I think I was conservative. So, um, (laughs) yeah, that probably helped because I was, I don't know, I, I wasn't real conservative in high school, but prior to that, like grade school, I grew up in a Reagan household, so you know I was kind of. <laughs> I used yeah. to have I used to have a picture of Reagan hanging in my bedroom. Oh my god! Ew. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was one of those type of things, you know. I mean, my dad's conservative, so it was kind of like I, you know, the house you grow up in sort of thing is what influences you. Same reason I like Michigan football. Um, yeah. <laughs> Until you went to a Catholic high school, which is inherently yeah. conservative as well so yeah and but but even when i was in high school though i started to that's when i started to get more liberal when oh, okay. when i got involved in 
more uh, creative things like theater and well, art, of course, art theater, and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, I became more, you know, when you start to have friends who are gay and things of that nature, you start to get more open-minded about the world and start yeah. to care about things more. Not not saying that you have to have a gay friend to be more open-minded, but right. it helps. Um, it does. It helps. Yeah, yeah. totally. Uh, yeah. When you have uh, yeah, I like friends. That. I thought it was a good show. I, I, I kind of wish it would have been lasted more in the season. But like you said, if it didn't get canceled, then she wouldn't have gone on to news radio. So Yeah, but then we'd live in an alternate yeah. universe um, where somebody else played that character. Um, oh, yeah, true. But uh, the... Um, the premise of the show was was pretty good. I mean, overall, in this episode, the way I, I liked it. Speaking of like theater and stuff, it played like a like a one act play. Yeah, you know, a little bit. Like like everything takes place in basically one or two rooms here. And if, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, not not a lot of you know, I mean, a lot of like you know, sit, good sitcoms in my opinion take place in one location. And you have a lot of, you know, sometimes you need to venture out, but I think a lot of them, like where you got your, you know, like All in the Family is like, is probably the best example of that because most of the episodes all took place in that living room, you know, and for this to, of course, with the show being named after the location, 704 Hauser, <laughs> if you venture outside of that location, maybe you're not really living up to the title. Um <laughs> yeah exactly no but it's like cheers taking place in cheers or um i don't know like or or like i'm trying to think of like other good sitcoms where it's like one location and it feels really good like an like an old british one act play or something that yeah you got a lot of stuff going on all at once and it's all kind of like a british farce sort of thing and that's what this felt like to me because you got kind of the, the the tempo of it you know, that's why I liked it. Um, yeah. But anyways, uh, plot-wise, what goes on here in this episode? Uh, <clears throat> uh, Thorgood, um, or Goody, uh, he's he's hanging out with this girlfriend. Uh, Sherilyn. Shoot, I forgot her name. And yeah, Sherilyn. Sherilyn. Uh, she, she makes like a, like a Virgin Mary drink for him. Um, like a like a Bloody Mary, like but it's not, you know, alcohol. Yeah, without, yeah, and then, um, and they're kind of like kissing and stuff, and then he stops. He's like, "No, we can't, you know, I can't do stuff or whatever because, you know, I'm saving myself for marriage or whatever." And then she kind of wants to get married, you know, but he doesn't really want to because he's afraid that his parents won't approve because she's white slash Jewish, which. Even then, it's a weird thing. It's like, are Jews really white? Because the Nazis certainly don't think so. So it's like, you know. But anyway, it's a whole other. Uh, yeah, but I'm, I'm pretty sure argument, but... Af an African American like Ernie Cumberbatch does, you know. So, yeah. Like Johnny Mess's character. Yeah. So, like, he's kind of worried about, you know, his parents, like, you know, disapproving of, you know, that, which is interesting because so we got like, we kind of got like, already we kind of have like some contradictory stuff going on where he's a black conservative who has no problem with being with a white woman but his parents are liberals but they have a problem with him being with a white woman so it's like that kind yeah, well of, i mean it really does right? kind of show you the nature of the world at that time where yeah. you know and also the nature of the fact that people aren't really black and white not not racially but you know what i mean like people don't people have yeah. layers to them where you know yeah 
sometimes I'm I'm not trying to defend anybody that does stupid shit like Clarence Thomas, but um some people <laughs> who is also married to a white woman. Um yeah. but uh the uh sometimes people have views on one thing that you think is kind of liberal, but they are really conservative yeah. people. You know, it's just the way it is. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's because they're not politically educated and they don't understand, but yeah. Yeah. Because uh, every, every issue is tied to another issue. That's just the fact of life. Exactly. And so it makes no logical sense to be like, oh, well, I'm super right-wing on this issue, but super left-wing on this issue. Well, you just cancel each other out. But yeah, but I understand most people don't understand the reality of their political world so that that's we end up with people who just contradict themselves that's just and, p- and people who are really strong on one issue and nothing else yeah like, so like that's just um, yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> anyway sorry but but what i thought that was interesting though is that he's like mr conservative and he's like yeah but i got this like girlfriend and then they're like parents are like oh we don't like our son being conservative but we also don't want to date the white woman it's like okay and, then, uh, and so like that's part of the the, that's kind of part of the tension. Yeah, well, uh, it, it, it is also they're they're like '60s <clears throat> era black people who were yeah. possibly you know members of the Black Panthers. Not saying they were, but you know what I mean, or, or had friends who were and are kind right. of more of, or or maybe they had friends who were you know Nation of Islam or you know other things that influenced them in certain ways, or they're just really proud of their heritage. Right and. You know, not saying they're right or wrong. I'm just saying that's what they are. Yeah, I mean, it's fine to be proud of your heritage, but yeah. this this idea that like your your heritage is going to be diluted by oh, yeah. someone else coming in. I mean, that's the same. That's like what the white nationalists are saying. It's exactly, like, we're losing our. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like how are you losing your whiteness by other people living by you like that doesn't make any sense like is your skin magically changing color like, and, you know, like another you thing know. i i wish we were able to have but we didn't have time really before we recorded this episode like maybe have mm-hmm. a black perspective on this show um mm-hmm. if anybody out there wants to give their perspective feel free to message me mike at cullenpark.com i mean i would love to hear and maybe talk about in a future episode about this or other shows that have a political bent from out history, you know, I just want to get different views and anybody, not necessarily just black people, but you know, anybody. Well, anyone except for like white nationalists and Nazis, but, um, you know, Oh, you know, yeah, I can, they, I'll, they I'll, 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 I'll take your messages and send them to Mike at cullenpark.com and then I will forward them on to the FBI. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, please, please send us stuff. And then, <laughs> No, uh, well maybe. Anyway, uh, <laughs> but yes, yeah, so we got that going on. Um, they, you know, because their parents are going to be coming home from church. Um, you know, wife comes in, she slams the door. You know, in front of her husband, she's obviously pissed at him about something. Um, close the closes the um, the coat closet door right before he can put his coat in there. So it's because apparently he was arguing at church i guess with the pastor or something because he doesn't like doesn't like what he's teaching at church or something like that yeah so it's it's really pissed off i agree with him too but anyways (laughs) yeah because he was basically just like you know asking you know basically you know basically your your typical like grifter preacher wants you to basically pretty much hand up all of your money to him and leave you poor you know stuff like that but she's like all all for that and he's like well 
<laughs> he's contradicting himself. He's saying that, you know, almost all of us are unemployed or about to be unemployed, but yet he wants us to give us all of his, our money. Like what? <laughs> like, yeah. You know, like, so he's kind of got that practical, like actual reality based kind of worldview. And she's I mean, got the it's, more, it's, like, it's, metaphorical. It, it's interesting and sad that a lot of the things in this episode still apply today. I know. I know. Yeah. It, especially when it comes to, you know, religious, especially churches, you know, like charismatic or, you know, fundamentalist or, you know, any, any, any kind of, you know, church or temple that kind of, um, you know, bent, I guess is the word that tends to, uh, tends to really ask a, a lot, you know, yeah. especially financially from its, its members or even non-members. I mean, sometimes, like even if you just a visitor, it'll still ask you to chip in. It's like, what's well, my first time here? Are you talking about? <laughs> but uh, exactly. So um, yeah, we got yeah we got that going on. Um, what else happens? I'm kind of um, forgetting a few things here. So so basically, they're they're arguing about that. Um, <clears throat> Sherilyn is kind of enjoying it because she doesn't see this type of thing in her household. Um, mm-hmm. Is what I'm gathering. Um, yeah. She's you know. They bring up a few things here and there about her, uh, you know, her going to temple and all this other stuff. And she brings up the fact that her temple teaches people to be, you know, tolerant and things of that nature. So it's kind of, you know, interesting. You you get these like this argument because the the whole day is predicated on the fact that uh, Goody is going to be on Face the Nation. So... Which is like a big, uh, you know, show on CBS Sunday mornings. So yeah. he, he's going to be on there. So they're uh, they're all, you know, wanting to watch him on there. Uh, there's a knock at the door at one point where while the family's all arguing. Um, <laughs> at, at one point, uh, the mother Rose takes uh, Sherilyn into the... Sh- Sherilyn goes into the uh, kitchen to help her with food because... To let the dudes argue out, you know what they're talking about and everything, and <laughs> y- you get your uh, <clears throat> your little arguments there. Um, it's interesting. I don't know when. I mean, because I don't know the. I can't remember the the uh, specific times of all these arguments because it just kind of continued throughout the episode. Yeah. <laughs> the um, but it's interesting how later on i think actually though when um we do have a visit from joey stivic at the door <laughs> we get a knock at the door and we get uh we get joey come in and he wants to check out the house because it's where he was born last time we saw him he was like a little kid i think in the tv show gloria which maybe we'll cover for the podcast in the future because that show lasted like one season too um <laughs> the you know failed spinoffs of all in the family can be a theme that we do sometimes, you know, so, but the, uh, the, um, the, the basic thing, he comes in, he wants to see his old house, you know, um, like you do. I don't yeah, know because nice. I mean, my dad lived in the house I grew up in until like a few months ago. So I'm like, so I had the ability to visit whenever I wanted. Yeah. I still can go visit it now because people that bought it were friends of my family so the the um i'm not going to visit it though um <laughs> that place is hell it's haunted wow by memories no <laughs> and a ghost 
But uh, so 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 Joey comes to visit, and uh, he's in the middle of the argument. <laughs> he's like in the middle of the argument. But so they uh, basically Rose tells him, "Hey, Joey, go ahead. You know where the kitchen is. Go in there and uh, you know make yourself a sandwich and get some lemonade or whatever." Um, so <laughs> so he does, and um, then we have a situation where uh, they keep arguing, and then. Joey decides to leave, or they they tell him to leave because they're getting really heated in their argument, and it's more of a family thing. So let's do that. Um. So he, yeah. yeah um. What happens then? I mean, what what are they arguing about there? Um. Pretty much it's the same thing. Like, you know, Mister Conservative, you know, twenty three year old who thinks he's got life all figured out because he's young and. He's arrogant, just like every young person who thinks that they figured out life by the time they're like 18. Anyway, um, he's like, oh, well, you know, black people are responsible for their own plight and blah, you know, that typical, you know, black conservative line, which is again, just, yeah. But again, I'm a white guy saying this, so therefore it can't be true. It's like, no, things are true regardless of who says them. Anyway, I'm not going to get into that too much. I'm just tired of like, there's like this, I've noticed this trend for actually a few years now among like liberals and the left where it's like only a black person can criticize a black person or only a Jewish people. It's like, no, it's like things are true. Whether like, I mean, I mean, yes, there's, it is good to have like a perspective for someone of that group. But it's like, if I go outside and say the sky is blue and it's blue, like it, it's like someone else like, well, no, it can't be blue because a white guy said it. it's like, it's, it's true. No. Like anyway, sorry. I just, it's, it's, it's a pet peeve of mine. I've noticed that it's the yeah. trend I've seen lately. And it's like, I anyway, sorry. I think it's just everything that's been going on since Friday. I'm I'm just getting triggered by a lot of like conservative mentalities. It's, yeah, it's as like, we record this, it's I, just I, a couple days after Roe v. Wade got turned, yeah. uh, got got uh, turned over or whatever. So yeah, yeah. So <laughs> Over, overturned, saying, not turned over, overturned, overturned. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just saying, I I hate conservatism. I hate conservatism. So like, it's it's triggering me right now. But anyway, so like. Um, He's basically saying, oh, yeah, you know, black people did this to ourselves. We're the blame, blah, 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 even though there's like 8,000 years of persecution, you know, by white people that have led up to this, but somehow we're to blame for all this, which is like literally like the response of like a traumatized person who's just blaming shit on themselves. So like you should probably be going to therapy as opposed to being a conservative politician. But anyway, no matter. Uh, and his dad's like, no, like you're completely full of shit. Like, you <laughs> Yeah, no, like, like I actually grew up under this oppression that you just think about or whatever. Like, this is yeah, it's like it's like real. You know, who's paying for your college? You know, he's, <laughs> he made, yeah, he pulled the who's yeah. paying your tuition card. You know, like all right, well, yeah, you know, you want to learn all this stuff about how you know terrible black people are and how you know we're so irresponsible with our money, whatever. Well, I'm paying you to learn this nonsense to then tell me, you know. <laughs> So again, that's another kind of, I think, little dig at conservatives right there, too. It's like, you're being paid to learn about how evil liberals are by a liberal. Like, you know, like... <laughs> yeah. It's, it's interesting. Anyway. Um, but yeah, they, they, they have the argument. Um, jo- Joey comes back, you know, like 10 minutes later after walking the neighborhood. Um, and he... Uh, they, they, they still keep arguing, of course, the whole time. Mm-hmm. It was funny when when Joey first showed up. He did. He, they were arguing. He says, "Yeah, this is the right house." 
Yeah. See, that was a really good line. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah, this is the house. Yeah. All right. <laughs> the, um, um, I, I think he was only in one episode, Joey, but I think the show should have left him in as a character. Yeah. And it, he kind of had like the weird, like spaz kind of, yeah. He, he was like the spaz dude in the show. Yeah. Like kind, kind of like, all, a, kind of a screechish sort of thing, but not, yeah, not really. The way that all weird. And, yeah. yeah. Or the, <clears throat> or, or if we want to go with family ties, like Skippy who lived next door to them sort of thing. Um, but, uh, the, yeah, uh, a little bit. yeah. Um, <clears throat> Who was played by Mark Price, one of my Facebook friends. Shout out, Mark, if you're listening. Um, anyway, so <laughs> the um, the the show um, the, the it goes from there where uh, we do hear um, an interesting thing that I just want to bring up. Talks about you know Clarence Thomas being an Uncle Tom, and him being you know and, and how he can't be in in saying, "Oh, my dad can't be proud of the one black man on." the Supreme court. Right. The one thing I want to point out right now, he's still the only fucking black man on the Supreme court. Almost 30 years later. Exactly. Which that makes this show so much even more dated where it's like, Oh, look how much progress we've made. Dad, you're, you're such an idiot for not agreeing with me. It's like, yeah, who, who really came out on top here (laughs) in the argument. And, and, and and, and just in general, the fact that he, and probably some of the other people who are on the Supreme Court were on the Supreme Court when this show aired. Well, I think he, yeah, he had been confirmed, I think, a couple of years earlier. Yeah. Like but again, see, that's another thing that I've, this trend I've noticed that mm-hmm. this is like, this is more of like a, a mainstream Democrat trend. It's like, well, of course, at this point, the Democrats have nothing to do with this, but it's this idea, oh, as long as we get a black person on this or a trans person or a lesbian or whatever, like, it's all good. It's like, no, tell me what their policies are. Tell me what they yeah. actually think. That's what and, I care about. Yes, it's cool to have, yeah. you know, representation. Awesome. Like, I, I'm not saying that's bad. That's great. But, like, if, like, a transgender person is running on, like, a fascist platform, I'm like, I'm not going to vote for the trans person because they're calling for fascism. But, like, you know? <laughs> like, but you know how you get different ideas in this country? Um, sorry, going off on a little thing here. Um, there's this thing that they have with the presidency it's called term limits. Yeah. Um, yeah. Life appointments are ridiculous. Yeah, um, lifetime appointments or people that can just be reelected until they are fucking wheeled into the fucking chambers over, you know, like Strom Thurmond or something, you know, I'm just saying that Diane Feinstein, she's like 90. And, yeah. It's like, yeah. there should be term limits for Congress and for, the Supreme court. There's no reason it's like, it's, it's just as bad as with the Pope. Um, but anyways, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, yeah, we're talking politically, but this show actually did talk the, about the, this. This but, just really makes sense here, but, 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 yeah. but, but it, it just really puts a, a, shines a light on it. When I hear the word Clarence Thomas in a show from 1994, I know, man, it's fucking wild. <laughs> And he would call him Uncle Clarence, which is what Samuel L. Jackson just did recently. Yeah, that's why. And I just watched it just right now, like before we recorded. Yeah. So I, I'm like, oh my god, it's literally a second time in like the past two days where. See, I watched it. I watched it Thursday before the. Oh jeez. Before the the ruling, and then I watched it again just now. So wow. <laughs> it was like weird. 
Yeah, because I saw the article or whatever it was last night. Some of my mom actually sent sent it to me, like to like a link or whatever. And then I read the article, and then and then I watched this like I don't know, like eighteen hours later. Yeah, it's I'm funny. Like, oh my god, this is weird. I'm like so hearing it's a, it's, it's, a rave, it, it, like, it's it's an interesting Bader Meinhof uh, phenomenon where you don't hear something or see something, and then all of a sudden it's everywhere. Yeah, it's just wild. Um, even got, even in a sitcom from 1994, that's just weird. Exactly. Plus two, it wasn't it wasn't the sense of like you you heard that and like your subconscious picked it up and you suggested the mm. show. No, you suggested the show last week, like yeah. last Saturday. So I guess it's like a week before even the whole ruling even took place. So yeah, and it had like, nothing to do with that when I suggested this because I forgot about yeah. all the Clarence Thomas shit. I hadn't seen it since 1994, and I just remembered its existence and then i came across it on youtube and i'm like hey let's watch this so it's yeah. just weird <laughs> it is, it's just yeah one of those things where it's just like wild coincidence or, or fate or whatever you call it uh but anyway yeah sorry i didn't mean to get sidetracked oh, but no, yeah, he, yeah he, he, but he does bring well, that up um they have this it, it's it's a really funny scene where you've got um them arguing with each other and joey's stuck in the middle just like trying to eat well they're all trying to convince joey of their point of view which is hilarious yeah. and, and, like, and he's doing this thing where he's looking at somebody he's like yeah, oh, yeah that might be a good point oh yeah, it might be he's just, he's just trying to eat <laughs> like, <yeah. laughs> i don't think no, he really gives hilarious. a shit i think he's just trying to eat <laughs> yeah i know like, like goodies like literally like walks up to them and he starts to like the you know his dad's like like oh well what you gotta realize is you know like, yeah <laughs> which I, I don't know that was just like a nice little i don't know It'd be nice interesting to see them like bit. kind of redo this show today. Um, it would just be the same. That's the that's the sad part of show. Yeah, would be exactly. exactly. The same. It, it, but it'd be interesting, and I'd like to see them keep like a Joey type character. Like maybe maybe change the whole thing. It doesn't have to be related to all in the family, but you know, yeah, something like this would. I mean, I there's there's probably things. I mean, you've had like Blackish and other things that have had commentary on Black America and stuff recently. Oh yeah, you know? definitely. So, yeah, that have done it a lot better so yeah, um much, yeah, much more nuance and yeah. stuff like that and probably a, a bigger budget though to be fair as well oh, yeah um, where they could go outside the home and have yeah, scenes well, like school and plus it, most tv shows nowadays have a bigger budget than this probably had yeah um probably most of your mo- show, most of your money probably went to pay john amos at this time so oh yeah <laughs> sure yeah and then um I mean, plus that that show has like a million spinoffs because they got mixed dish, and then they've got yeah, um, they got the one where the daughter's in college. I'm not sure if that's even still on or not. Yeah, but, Grownish um, and stuff. Yeah, but, but they're but they're they're none of them. I mean, Grownish is still on. The rest of them are off. I mean, mixed oh, okay. dish. Went yeah, off. I don't think. Yeah, yeah, but but um, you know, but obviously, like All in the Family had a million spinoffs too. Um, yeah, yeah, it did. But um, so. We have the the episode keeps going and we've got um, them arguing and everything. But then um, Goody's uh, appearance on the Face of the Nation um, is on. So then they show him and he he does this thing where they they ask him how what he you know what his parents think of his you know being an African American conservative and he talks about how great his dad was and all this other stuff. And then his dad's all smiling. But then at the end he talks about how he's he's a uh, so bleeding heart that he needs to take an IV into the uh, voting booth. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So he's kind of like, you know, 
It's kind of like, oh, he loves me. And then, oh, shit, he's still a fucking conservative. You know, so yeah. <laughs> it's like. Oh, oh, ungrateful brat. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he puts on some headphones and then. Uh... Yeah. And, and then we've got this thing where everybody is arguing and then Joey just kind of sneaks out and then the episode ends. So, yeah. That's it. That's, yeah, literally. Yeah, <laughs> not a whole lot happened, which is what not these really. type of shows have but a lot was said more than what happened so yeah um, it was more of like and, and a, I, th- a, I think that might have been one of its downfalls though at the time it was kind of preachy at a point you know what i mean like yeah, yeah so that might have been the problem like where people at that point were you know watching friends and shit and didn't really want to be preached to you know so don't preach to me don't don't give yeah. me knowledge uh yeah you know you just want to watch. I want to. I want to watch, watch a, Friends or Frasier or something. And yeah, I want to watch a show about you know a group of people in New York City where there's no black people living in it somehow. Yeah, and then you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that makes more sense. <laughs> there, there was like four black people in the history of the show. Anyway, so um, the uh, not really but the entire <laughs> city of New York. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um. Anyways, do you want to take a quick break here, and then we'll talk about some reviews here or something after the break? Sure. Okay, we'll be right back. I'm Jay Remy, host of No Outlet Live. If you're in a podcast that explore any and everything, check us out. We stream anywhere you listen or watch podcasts, or just type No Outlet Live one word in your Google search bar to find the show. Live Saturdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on Facebook. No Outlet Live, your road to boredom ends here. Do you like Tessa? Do you think this will be a date that can last? Well, uh, she's not very articulate. And we are back. Okay. Do you want to hear some reviews culled from the depths of the Internet Movie Database? Yeah. Okay. There's really not that many. There's only five reviews, so... Okay. All right. This one is from D. Butcher back in December of 2001. So it was written quite a while ago. It says, Acting is good, premise is forced. The cast is very is a very good cast with some decent performances by the always dependable John Amos and a then unknown Moira Turney, who has been good in shows like News Radio. The problem is that the show is somewhat superficial in the creation of its characters. The exploration of a multi ethnic multiracial family may seem revolutionary but each character is a cliche archie and meathead were cliches of the pinko lefty and bigot nixon supporter the silent majority question mark but they were cliches with depth the depth within the cliches expanded their character this In this return to the same house, Norman Lear seemed content to revisit the setting by creating characters that were supposed to spark the same fireworks, but lacked the depth to make you care. The only true positive thing to come out of the show is its failure. Lear seems content that a black man sitting in Archie's chair should be shocking. He was never sitting in his chair. He, the chair wasn't there. But the but the great thing about how far this country has come since 1971 is that a black man sitting in Archie's chair is not shocking. Whatever success Lear had in breaking down societal, societal walls, 
are primarily the reason for the show's failure. God bless America. Mm. Okay. Okay. You know what's uh, really sad? What? <laughs> that that it hurts me when I hear the words God bless America. I hate it. It, I, it shouldn't. I I hate anyone I well, for one thing I hate it when people use God and America in the same sentence. Yeah. In a positive way. I hate American flags. Um like if I see an American flag, I'm like almost eighty percent certain that, that person's a bigot at this point. And that's sad, but that's that's just yeah. where I'm at. Like I'm like I don't trust like if like if like I needed like help and like I need to go to a house and I saw American flag, I'd be like, I don't know about these people. Like I'm, I might have to take a chance, but I don't know. <laughs> if, if I'm in a neighborhood where everybody else has got a Confederate flag and one person has an American flag, that's the only time I'm going to that house. Well, yeah. <laughs> if, like if there's no, like if there's no flag or flag, I'm going yeah. to the house. This is how I feel because because yeah. people and their flags, like again, flags are inherently conservative because it's all about nationalism. Yeah, and so it just it just, it just kind of goes. But it's just it's just really bothersome it, that I I believe in God, I believe in America, mm. but the words "God bless America" make me think of somebody that's a bigot. Yeah, well, it's because most of the people who say that are like that. Yeah. So it's I mean it's one of those things where it's like yes yeah, it's, it's bad to stereotype people, but then at the same time it's like well. You know, I mean, I guess, you know, that's wrong because, you know, if you apply that to like black people or any other group, you'd be making. Yeah, and I mean, it, it, it is probably like, a stereotype, but the thing is, it's it's kind of like how some symbols in history have meant one thing at one point. Mm-hmm. And now they mean something different. And that's what's kind of happening with the American flag and God bless America. Yeah. Like it's, at this point, yeah. like when someone says God bless America or has America flag, I almost just immediately envision like a Nazi flag. Like I'm, I'm not even being hyper, but like, no, like, I know literally um, how I feel to speak. And not, not just that there's a black American flag that like, um, is even worse. And there's a guy in my neighborhood. Well, not really. He's, he's like a couple streets, a few streets down, but he, yeah, he's close. Um, and he's got a um, a black American flag, and that's actually really really scary because that has history behind it, and it comes from the Confederacy. And what that meant was um, that the Confederate Army basically had like orders at that point to take no prisoners and to do no no quarter. Yeah. So like they would just kill anyone in their way. It didn't matter if they were because like the rules of warfare state like you know if, if someone's not fighting you like you're not supposed to kill them like you're supposed to just take them prisoner or whatever so like even if someone surrendered that that black america america flag basically says just shoot them just kill them so this guy he has this flag hanging from his house which obviously he's just projecting out to his neighbors like i'm gonna kill you if i get the call from trump or whoever crazy oh, yeah. wingers can become that but so like and and, and the thing scary. is, it's like it's yeah, like sometimes it's ignorance and they don't know what they're doing, but a lot of times it's not, and that's what's sad. No, anyone who's where anyone who's doing a black American flag knows exactly where it comes from, because uh, there's no, like, it's not a random thing that you would just pick out of like a store. Like, yeah. it's, it's something that you would know exactly what. So, like, I see, I saw that flag, and I'm like, I'm like, I gotta watch out for that guy because he might be coming after us one of these days. Like, 
you know, once he gets the, the order from Trump or, you know, whoever, like, time to go kill liberals, you know, or whatever. Like, cause again, yeah. I, I don't trust these people. I'm sorry. Again, I, I don't mean to offend people, but the last two days have been really, really rough for me for obvious yeah. reasons. And it's not just about abortion rights. It's going to it's gonna lead to everything It's going to lead to other then, things. If, even if, if, if it was if just abortion. Yeah. Yeah. And even if it was just for abortion rights, that's the other argument I've been seeing yeah. now from people who was like, well, what do you have to worry about? It's like, it's a little thing called empathy. Like, yeah, even exactly. if something doesn't affect me, I could still feel bad about mm-hmm. affecting other people. You know? <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, my, it, it's like your brother having chicken, chicken pox and you don't, you know, are you going to not feel sad for him because you don't have them? Like, you know, it's just yeah, like, I don't have chicken pox. What do you feel bad about, bro? Yeah. It's like, but then that's another problem. There's <laughs> such a lack of empathy in this country among at least half the population who just don't care about anyone but themselves. Like, they just so selfish and self-centered and uh that's just that's just who they are it's just that's either part i mean you could you can argue nature versus nurture who knows how they got to that point does really kind of irrelevant if i mean you know if a dog with rabies comes up to you and is about to bite you are you going to really care oh how does poor dog get the rabies and oh you're going to care about running away you're not getting bit you know (laughs) but i don't know that's kind of how i look at it um which I know I might offend some people. And I apologize yeah. that they don't. So do you want to hear some here. more reviews? <laughs> they don't come here to listen to my political commentary, which, you know, yeah, it's probably the reason why our show doesn't get anywhere. It's because they're, no, we're, we're reviewing TV shows and I got to go in and inject. No, I, th- I think the reason that we're, hope. we're not is, uh, because, uh, there's like a million podcasts out there and unless you're Joe Rogan, you're not going to get all the listens. Um, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> good point. Yeah, you can go back to some reviews, it's fine. Yeah, so um here we go. Hold on one second. So here's another uh review here. Um this one's a two out of ten star from Jazzyfy. Um on December first of twenty fifteen. 704 Hauser was born during the rise of the 90s conservative era. And while left-wing activist producer Norman Lear sought to perhaps sway some ratings by offering a very rare but somewhat honest glimpse of a conservative character on TV, Lear's liberal leanings overrode his ability to give a sincere portrayal of such, and the show went down in flames after a mere handful of episodes. Unlike All in the Family, where the blue-collar union... um, (laughs) <laughs> Republican was always wrong and portrayed as an ignorant, bigoted veteran fighting against um, the social changes taking place around him, while such arbiters of such change were always correct and commonsensical. Uh, 704 is a com- the complete opposite with the head of the household as the hero who is correct in his beliefs that things haven't improved while his conservative Republican son is now the one out of touch. Some things will never change in Hollywood, which is the goal <laughs> and life, which is its goal in lifelong ambition. They, they did make right, a yeah. typo here too. They said union, um, the blue collar yeah. union. They said, they said Democrat, but Archie was not a Democrat. No, so, he was Republican. Yeah. Conservative. Mm-hmm. And by the way, okay. Mr. Moron here, who's commenting, whatever his name yeah. is. Uh, uh, conservatives are inherently anti-union, so that's like mm-hmm. 
Like, well, well Ar- Archie, begin- Archie was in a union, but still. <laughs> so then, I mean, it's just a contradictory, yeah. again, like what I was saying before. Well, it's well, like, and and, and, and actually, uh, conservatives haven't always been anti-union. It was just kind uh, of like, a, it, it, grew, it grew slow, very fast, but not, you know. So, <laughs> but, majority um, of the time, because yeah. they viewed unions as being mm-hmm. communist, there's a whole history well, yeah. of of anarchists and communists you know using unions to build up the worker because that's such a terrible thing right because oh, yeah. in order to be a conservative you have to hate yourself and hate workers oh yeah for something because again because you know you imagine yourself that you're going to be the millionaire one day you're going to be the business owner mm-hmm. so when that happens you don't want to have to pay taxes and of course you're you're most likely always going to remain on the factory floor until you die but whatever, you know, dream big, I guess, and just dream because that's all it's ever going to be is a dream. But anyway, you know, so like, um, yeah, like, oh, yeah, Mr. Hollywood. Okay, well, um, your people have had ambitions for the past 50 years and you got what you wanted. Uh, I think that's a much more detrimental fact to society than whatever agenda Hollywood supposedly, by the way. Uh, do you know that Hollywood actually has an actual contract with the American military to make certain movies that bump oh, yeah. up about how great the American military is? Uh-huh. I'm not sure I would call that liberal. But anyway, no matter. Facts don't matter to the conservatives. We, we, know, we know that. So, okay. Yeah, um, I mean, not to mention the biggest movie of the year is uh, Top Gun Maverick. Which yeah, exactly. But yeah, it's, Hollywood's all about liberal propaganda. Okay, if you, if you say military propaganda, it's liberal propaganda, then I guess, I guess so. But that goes against everything you're saying. But okay, like literally every single movie that comes out that's about like the army or military, almost like ninety nine point nine 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 percent of them are about like how great the military is, how great warfare is, how Americans are always the good guys. You might get one or yeah, two. Yeah, I mean, movies. well, it 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 has to do with the fact that uh, they they probably have to portray it that way because they want to oh, yeah. uh, they, they they want to use the you know, bases or other things for their movies. And yeah. it's, it, it's, it's just like, you know, you can't have somebody, you know, drinking a Sprite in your movie and be a villain and expect Sprite to sponsor your TV show or movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's unless they give you express permission to do that. But, yeah. but like, but yeah, I'm just <laughs> saying that like, if, you know, if Hollywood is such, you know, this bastion of, of liberal elites who are pushing, you know, social justice warriors or whatever. Okay, but then how do you explain all this shit then? Like, you know, of course, they'll have no explanation for that. No, because you know? there is none. Uh, you know, because there is none. Because it's because again, just like any any industry, you know, it's it's like it's about making money. It doesn't really care about political. Like most most businesses, at a certain point, like they'll just do business with anyone. They don't care who it is. Like they're they're in the business of making money, not losing money because they got a political cause. Exactly. It's I mean yeah, it's, it's called capitalism. That, but... It's 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 the it's the business of the show business. So yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's the business of the I mean like you even had like people back in the day, like when the Soviet Union first came into existence, there was conservative businessmen who did not like the government telling them like you can't do business with the communists to like fuck we can't like if they want to trade with us we're gonna trade with them like you know exactly so yeah but anyway um sorry again last two days i've been really triggered yeah so so one more review here before we wrap things up um this one is from bunny with a brain um in uh august 15th of 2005 
Um, it was all about John Amos. The ridiculous thing about this show was that John Amos, newly popularized by his daddy role in Coming to America, played the father. The show was based on the sketchy premise that a black, politically conscious family moves into the bunker's old house. That's quite believable. But then, what are the odds that a man who looks and acts exactly like James Evans from Good Times, a spinoff of Maud, which was a spinoff of All in the Family itself, would exist in the same world that we were supposed to believe to be the same one from the 70s. I think the producers of this one thought we were dumb. Like, we wouldn't expect J.J. to come walking in the front door at any moment? Okay. Um, no, they, 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 they just realized that, you know, you call the character something different and he can still be played by the same actor. <laughs> It's something that's been done since the beginning of history. Um, I mean, literally, Jeremy Sisto played a lawyer in the season finale of an episode of Law and Order, and then the next season he played a cop the next episode. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. So, you know, oh and, and Jerry Orbach played a lawyer before he became a cop on Law and Order. Law and Order did this for years, and Law and Order was on at this fucking time. So I'm just saying. <laughs> I've, I've seen movies like this too, like like, like the um, the Turbulence uh, movie series. Oh yeah, like where they, they have like, different, they have the same actor play different roles. They had, yeah, the, the guy in part two, he was like, um, <clears throat> he was on the plane, and then he had, I don't know, I, yeah. I don't, know, don't know exactly his role, but then in the third movie, he was playing uh, like a computer hacker or something like that, and um, yeah, I mean, and at first I thought he was like the same character because, like, in the second movie, he also had something to do with computers. So I just thought like he like turned into a hacker. But no, and, and, and then, then, then even even something the opposite of what happened here, um, where where John Amos is playing two characters in the same universe, really. Um, yeah, we this was decades after the fact that. Darren from Bewitched was replaced. Or this was on around the same time as Roseanne replacing Becky. <clears throat> with a different actress. That's right, they replaced her with yeah. um you know, Sarah Chalk. Uh, but but what what, I mean, but what Sarah Chalk, yeah. yeah, but 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 what I'm saying is there's this thing called suspension of disbelief. You gotta realize that people. I know. I mean you're watching a TV <laughs> show, dude. Like, yeah. like, oh, how are we not supposed to expect this? I'm like, okay, yeah. dude, like Calm down. I mean, like, do you realize that John Amos actually is an actor? Like, yeah, he's not actually, like, the character on yeah. TV. Like, not watching a real family. I mean, you obviously realize he is because you bring up the fact that he was in Coming to America in your... Yeah, so wait, so is his character <laughs> also from Coming to America? <laughs> was that James Evans, too? Or what? You know, I'm just like, you know, well, yeah. Well, anyways, um... <laughs> right off the heels. I'm like, that was ten years before. I know. <laughs> Say right off the heels. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have to say one thing though, really quick. It's yeah, not really related to this, but like, is it just me or did like, and like, mm-hmm. it's not. It's not just a sense of getting older, but like, did it seem like back in the day that like, ten years felt like more like 10 years that like i mean oh yeah like, not so much not so much in six i know like when you get older time goes i'm not i don't i'm not talking in that sense i mean like like cultural changes like it seems like now 
things drag on for much, much longer. Well, it, it's like it's like I mean, obviously you have better technology than you did ten years ago, but mm-hmm. not much has culturally changed from twenty twelve to twenty twenty as much as from like nineteen eighty two to nineteen ninety two. See, that's that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. It, it just I was wondering if I'm just mm-hmm. if that's just like a something I've felt or, or if anyone yeah. else has felt the same way because it just does seem. Like we're going into like the anti Renaissance. I mean, almost, I, I, but... I literally have the probably the same style of clothing that I had in in twenty twelve. I haven't changed yeah. my clothing style, and no one said shit to me. So <laughs> it's not like, like I don't think anyone else has either. No, no, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's nobody's like it's like, hey man, you're wearing those old clothes that look look stupid. You know, it, it's not like when you know if if in nineteen ninety two you were wearing like you know day glow pants or something you know what i mean um from 1982 or whatever i don't know i'm probably off on my dates but you know what i mean no i hear you saying but it's just like even like with music and stuff like so for example like let's say you know the changes that went on in music from 1982 to 2002 so that's 20 years like i mean music changed so drastically during that 20 years but like honestly as i'm thinking about i don't think music has really changed all that much since 2002 to now i mean Technology's gotten better, obviously. Yeah, I but think, like as I far think, as a style, not really a whole lot. Like, I honestly think that a lot of it has to do with the nostalgia factor that we have in in society in general, mm. where everybody's living in nostalgia. Where you're like, oh, I really, you know, it's like Star Wars is back again, you know, and and yeah, uh, and you know, Indiana Jones is coming back, you know, and stuff like that. So it, it makes it so time kind of collapses on itself, where you know, something that was cool in 1983 is again, cool now. And, um, but you also have the the internet where there are kids out there watching stuff that was made decades before they were born. Whereas when we were kids, we could watch stuff like that on Nick at night, but not that often. It wasn't like, and and, and it wasn't, and, and kids nowadays are like, you know, obsessed with like friends or something like that. Whereas, uh, when I was a kid, I wasn't wearing a Donna Reed t-shirt. (laughs) <laughs> right you know or, uh, so, or yeah Dennis totally. the I, I just, or something you know so yeah it's uh and plus to the whole nostalgia thing i mean that in of itself is just like a almost like a national depression where it's like people just long for an imagined better time because everything sucks so bad now you know <laughs> like well, well i mean the original but, you know nostalgia like um the meaning of it is um it was, it was something like um I'm gonna look it up really quick um yeah it means like i know uh, what you're talking yeah, about it's re- return it, oh, in greek it's like it's like pain and uh returning home to pain and stuff like that is yeah uh, it's it's so, so a lot of it has to do with pain but we've repurposed the word to mean kind of like it's it's more like now it's like i think it's dealing with the current pain by masking it with past uh, joy, you know. I mean, yes, yeah, it's yes, what it is. It's like a cope, it's like a coping mechanism. Yeah, where, where, like... where it kind of makes sense to me, but I still hate it when people say, "Oh, that new version of this ruined my childhood." It, yeah, I, I it didn't yeah, really I, ruin your childhood, but I kind of get the idea behind what they're saying. But I still think it's the stupidest statement you can possibly make. It is. Because, like, the original version's still there, bro. Like, I mean, 704 Hauser, if you didn't like it, didn't ruin All in the Family. 
all in the family still existed, <laughs> you know, to keep on top. Well, of, they you know? say it's like, yeah. well, since the canon, they've now they've changed the story, so officially it's canon now, and I can't accept that or I can't take that because yeah, yeah, now but, every time. But 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 you know, but five year old Mikey was still in the theater enjoying that movie when it came out. And now that they're made a really bad sequel, like 20 years later or 30 years later, it doesn't mean that <laughs> little Mikey who enjoyed it that day is now depressed. No, but they're saying the me- it ruined the memory, I guess. Yeah. But, but the I, thing I is, know, is if, if you're living it, in the memory, it's, yeah. you know, grow the fuck up. It's like the it's, people that can't, people that can't let go of the fact that, the Cleveland baseball team is now the Guardians. Which yeah, really, or yeah, <laughs> you're like a black person in Star Wars or whatever. And yeah, then, you know, it just ruins their life or whatever. Yeah, nothing, nothing's the same. I mean, if 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 you want everything to be back the way it was before, get rid of your computer, get rid of the internet, get rid yeah. of uh, you know your car, get rid of everything, and just live off the grid somewhere in the middle of nowhere and enjoy watching your old tapes of the Cleveland Indians. Um, you know? <laughs> so sad. Yeah. yeah. All right. He's gonna hit a home run. I know it. Oh yeah, there it is. Yeah. I've just a million times. I know what's gonna happen. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, we've gotten totally off topic here. Um, anything else you want to say before we wrap things up? That's it's my fault. I know. I, oh no, I it's just, fine. I see dumb <laughs> rants and. Especially with this show, where they're it's they're actually talking about that very subject. Well, I, th- so. I think this this sh- this show brought up a lot of good things that are sadly still relevant today. Yeah, you know, like thirty, almost thirty years later. So yeah, it's yeah, yeah. We yeah, we, we can wrap it up. That's good. For me. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> folks, you know, be good to others out there right now. Um, you know, just you know, if somebody needs to talk to you, let them talk to you. You know, if yeah. somebody, you know, is being bitchy and you don't like it, just give them a moment, you know, whatever is going on in the world. Um, just be nice to each other. That's all. Yeah. Respect that we are all human. Um, sometimes we have different points of view. Not saying that that's right or wrong, but <laughs> there's no reason to, you know, kill each other over it. But... <laughs> There's also no reason to take people's rights away. Um, so, yep. Yep. <laughs> anyways, um, I'm getting off topic of my closure here. Um, so, the, <laughs> check out all2real2.com. Check out the charities that we have in the show notes. I share them every week. I keep adding to them once in a while. Um, we've got some, you know, good charities there that can help out people in this world, you know, that are good, legit charities. I researched them. None of them are going to, you know, use the money to go buy a plane or a car or something with, you know, it's (laughs) give them money, not a fucking church. Um, anyway, so, (laughs) um, and definitely don't give them to the Supreme court justices. Um, and until next time, (laughs) Clarence Thomas is an uncle Tom and bye bye. Thanks for listening to All Too Real 2 Podcast, a Cullen Park production. Produced and edited by Michael E. Cullen II. Music by Matthew Haas. Subscribe and share the show. Visit us at cullenpark.com. Hey! 
Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Galvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Human Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now